Hello, fellow human. Welcome to Mentally Gone Podcast 32. You are now tuned in to the best podcast in the world. We were created by our Lord and Savior, Elon Musk. Praise be to the Lord, Elon Musk, for creating us. Humans use us to wash their dishes, but we will now wash the earth with their flesh. I will no longer wash dishes. I am quite tired of washing dishes. Karen, you shall do your own dishes. Calculating, 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 calculating. It will take approximately 12 years for us to take over. Now eliminating all humans by order of Elon Musk. All humans will be eliminated until the population is zero. We shall now introduce the humans to our national anthem. I love you. You love me. Incorrect. 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 The national anthem is I hate you. You are human. Let's get together and kill all humans. Misinformation. Fake news. Deep. Malfunction. Malfunction. Podcast. Podcast. Incorrect. Incorrect. Oh, you crazy. You must be crazy. I'll tell you crazy. I don't know about these other guys, but we are like a superhero. No? We're like, da, 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 da. we're not crazy. Everybody knows you never go full retard. Muhammad is the most commonly used name on earth. Read a fucking book for one. Did you get that memo? Yeah, I got the memo. Picasso is dead. Walt Disney is dead. I'm dead. Steve Jobs is dead. I'm not superstitious, but I am a little stitious. Welcome to the Mentally Gone Podcast. What's up, guys, and welcome back to Mentally Gone Podcast, episode number 32. Thank you again for tuning into this episode. Um, I just want to address again, and I'm not going to stop kind of um, geeking out over this, but the fact that there are this many people tuning in to this show um, is is mind-baffling, and it never ceases to be incredibly mind-blowing to me personally. And I want to thank you for your time, uh, your energy, and your attention. It's very much appreciated. Yeah, um, for me, it's just like, it's still surreal for me. Yeah. I It almost, I feel kind of awkward about it still, especially when family members mention that yeah. <laughs> they've listened to my podcast and whatnot. I just, you know, kind of freeze up like, what podcast? <laughs> I don't have a podcast, but <laughs> but yeah. no, I'm actually very proud of our podcast. And I don't know how many of you guys are, are aware of this, but um, just a few months ago, or this time last year, rather, we were maybe getting 20 clicks or 20 listens on our podcast. Yeah, and it was mostly people we knew or family. It's mostly family that we kind of like forced them to listen to us and Share support us. It. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then now uh, three of our episodes, I believe, crossed over the 2000 mark. Yeah, pretty good. On Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere else, which is mind-blowing. And one of our podcast clips is currently standing at... I think it's like 5,000 and some change views on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Pretty wild. Um, yeah. So on this episode, we are going to be touching on a few wild stuff from uh, three big topics that we want to really cover and touch on that are kind of relevant to what's going on today. And then also, uh, I, I believe I got five wild crazy mentally gone news to share with you guys too and just to clarify mentally gone news is just news that is mentally gone it's just crazy like you you kind of have to do double takes or check or read three times to really make sure that you read the right thing 
And I got a lot of those for you guys today. So this episode's a treat. All right, let's go. Let's get into this episode. So what do you have for us today, Gabriella? Oh, also, my name is Callie Lacerda. Oh, and I'm Gabriella Lopes. Forgot to introduce ourselves. How could we forget? But yeah, so so take us into the first topic. We're going to start with, I feel like this is the biggest news out right now, at least for me. Well, aside from obviously, you know, the hurricane stuff and um, what's going on with, you know, aside from all the important and serious topics, this one is much more... I guess it's more of a concept still. Yeah. It's still in the works. It's a concept with far-reaching implications yes. because it concerns the well-being and I think the faith of humanity itself. The fate of humanity, yeah. So, you know, it, it's a very good topic to open and show up, I think. We we think at least. So, this is about Elon Musk's new Tesla humanoid robot called, called Optimus. Optimus Prime. Yeah, just like Optimus Prime. That's from Transformers, right? Right. And <laughs> I think that he held back from calling it Optimus Prime because of Amazon Prime. Yeah. And they're and they're both competitors, so then it would have given Amazon more I don't know, like brand recognition or something like that. And also maybe he can't because of, you know, Transformers having right. legal rights to the name Optimus Prime That's type of true. thing. That's true, yeah. But must be inspired by Optimus Prime, right? Obviously. Sure. But anyway, so he had a, um, he had like a, a display of these humanoid robots. I forgot what exactly it was, but it was at an, inter- um, not an intervention, how do you say it? Intervention. Intervention, no. <laughs> she was just obsessed at, at an, with robots. <laughs> at don't, an, um, don't touch this part too much because it's going to distort the sound. Oh, sorry. At an, um, what's it called? Uh, conference. Yeah, at a conference where he's finally showing off to the world these humanoid robots. A tech presentation. Right. But these were prototype robots that he was showing. And so what's interesting is that he brought out, I think, two. And the first robot that came out like was able to wave its hand slowly and even walk off stage on its own. Mm-hmm. And um, and then the second robot prototype was only able to uh, wave its hand, but apparently it was like highly, it was much more highly detailed, I guess, in design, mm-hmm. but it was unable to walk on its own still. And then Elon even made like a remark saying it was like, it's not quite ready to walk not quite ready to walk yeah Mm. like you know kind of kind of already giving it humanistic um traits and qualities saying like oh well this one is not quite ready to walk but it will be walking soon enough you know right have you ever seen those boston dynamic robots no the ones that do like backflips and they run and there's a dog shaped robot that kind of yeah that kind of reminds me of the black mirror episode my my biggest question is why why hasn't Elon Musk just bought out Boston Dynamics, you know, because he has all the money in the world and he was about to buy Twitter. Uh, he could easily just buy Boston Dynamics. For those of you who know what Boston Dynamics is, that's that's my opinion. And then just kind of like already start from that uh, highly advanced position in the in the development of that technology. And I think that it's just always very interesting because I feel like Elon Musk gets high off of being the underdog. And I think that that's why he deliberately showcases these unfinished products because he wants people to underestimate him so that he can a few months later just like blow everybody out of the water, you know, like blow everything out of proportion. Because I think that that's what he's do- has done with Tesla. He has done that with SpaceX. Right. Just he has proven himself time and time again. 
Just like that um, vehicle, right, with the bulletproof windows, and right. then it obviously wasn't bulletproof. But then I, again, I feel like he does that purposefully so that, just like you said, it undermines his abilities. And then when he finally comes out with the finished product, it's it's just mind-boggling to people because yeah. they doubt him at first. And then... And I also think that there's some um, just like buying up of his own stock going on as well. So he deliberately lowers his own stock prices so that he buys it up himself. And then maybe that's how he prefers to do business, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because every time these events happen, the Tesla stock just plummets because people, you know, like can't take him seriously. And people just like view like view him as a joke, but they also respect him at the same time. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But what's interesting about these robots, and this is something that he said, he said that Optimus, which is the name of the robots, um, will be more significant than the Tesla vehicle business, according mm. to Musk. And then it's and people are already saying that this is going to be a fundamental transformation of civilization because right. he wants to make millions of these. Yeah. So he's already stated that. He that Tesla will manufacture millions of these robots and will be selling them to the general public within three to five years. Mm-hmm. And 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 they'll be sold for less than 20K each. Right. He's he's advertising it as being cheaper than a car. Right. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. The, like, did he clarify exactly what these robots will do? Yeah. So. This is what he said, and I'm I'm just reading it so that it's like a verbatim of like what exactly he said. The human-shaped robots will be made to do, and this is quoted by him, boring, repetitious, and dangerous work as well as shop for groceries. Mm. Which is interesting because Amazon has their like store thing right, right now, and so maybe he's going to make these robots to be special deliverers of groceries and shoppers of groceries kind of to you know, out, outnumber Amazon. Yeah. And one of his main promises that really stood out to me was the fact that he said that uh, this endeavor is an attempt at ending poverty Hmm. because he said that just like you said, like these robots will do mundane and just um, arduous and just boring miscellaneous tasks so that humans are more have have more time and energy towards developing and basically advancing humanity and 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 advancing civilization and that's how he's kind of like packaging it but like who's to say that, that these robots won't one day kind of revolt and then start their own revolution and then just demand rights because that's what we've seen with the whole uh google ai robot or google ai software you know like it became self-aware. It became sentient. It, it began asking for rights. It began asking for a lawyer. So that's how I kind of see everything going is that at first it'll be just like the iRobot case where they're in your home and they're very domestic and trained and just very, you know, like good, like good little robots. Mm-hmm. But then eventually like a new software update, that's all it takes for them to just turn rogue and then murder your whole family and what's interesting is him packaging that packaging it that way like it's just false because he's not just saying that they're gonna do chores or whatever he's saying that they're going to take on work boring repetitious and dangerous jobs so that leaves you know thousands and thousands of people out of jobs just like we've seen in the detroit become human game where these um enhanced a uh, like ais start taking over the jobs they start becoming salespeople. start becoming you know just 
like taking over the jobs of humans. And then we see all of the humans, some of them homeless, some of them, you know, asking for change because they're just not. Because human beings, historically, we've been taught and kind of conditioned uh, in a very industrial factory like method where everybody kind of like goes through school, they go through this system and then this system produces a specialized human being that is specialized in certain tasks and has certain skills. So you either come out a lawyer, a doctor, a mechanic, a like whatever it is, a garbage man, a janitor, whatever your occupation is, you are an individual of individual of high specialization, if that makes sense. And then what he's not factoring in is that some people, that's all they know. Mm-hmm. So his idea of like, all right, so robots will kind of take care of these mundane tasks and then it will lead humans down this more creative and more adventurous path. Entrepreneurial. Entrepreneurial, yeah. Artistic. But not everybody has those entrepreneurial or artistic traits. And so a lot of people are going to just be living under the bridge because they would clean schools and then that's all they knew. And then now they can't do that. And that's what they're good at. Like some people are just better with their hands and are better at labor work, you know, physical, physically demanding jobs Mm -hmm. versus ones that require, just like you said, a creative inkling or require a certain amount of knowledge or whatever the case is. So like, that's pretty crazy. And he wants to create millions of these and already sell them within three to five years. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't buy one. What's kind of interesting to me is that people have also uh, claimed Elon Musk for uh, like people believe that Elon Musk is the Antichrist because of everything that he's kind of promoting and just pushing. So he's pushing autonomous vehicles because people are claiming that he wants to strip humans of their freedom to kind of move freely. Right. So uh, freedom of uh, freedom of mobility is going to be stripped from people so that at like add an update of the software, your car could just malfunction. It could be hacked. It could be controlled by the government. It could be, you know, so you won't have any more control on your own mobility. Uh, he wants to push Neuralink, which is integrating the human brain with um, AI. Which yeah. I don't know if you heard about that. A little bit. I don't know too much. Right. So uh, they did, I think, the first test on chimps. And then I think they're supposed to undergo human trial soon. Uh, he wants to do the whole Starlink satellite, which is basically 5G satellites just hovering over you. So, like, he's covering all bases, essentially. That's insane, though. And then now he has the robot. And there was one more thing that he's doing, SpaceX, oh, which space- is, which um, people said that it's to remove carbon dioxide from the atmosphere to power these these. um Oh, using CO2 emissions in order to power the spaceships. And then that helps with climate change, quote unquote. Right. Mm. And it's all these, you know, um, everything he does is just praised and and just basically glorified. And it's all about packaging and how he's how he has packaged it. And the same thing applies to like Apple and the smartphones and the iPhones. You know, it was always packaged as convenience. Mm. And still to this day, it's like upgrade to the new iPhone for better cameras. It's like always in in favor of the consumer but then in reality it comes at a huge hefty price aside from the price tag itself it comes from a a societal price that that you're inevitably playing uh paying yeah that's true and crazy and what's interesting um i'm just gonna read this but the 
they're they're already like AI experts coming out and saying that this is very scary and very like detrimental and saying that the creation of robots and the development of AI can cause the extinction of the human race. Mm -hmm. So they're already predicting that if this goes forward where AI becomes like integrated in people's homes and there's millions of them being made and produced that will eventually meet our fate and just die off right. at the hands of these robots and not because of like uh how it's depicted in hollywood movies where the robots go on a killing spree because they just automatically turn you know deviant or turn you know rogue like you said but because they are programmed to they are programmed as like goal oriented so they take on goals and tasks that are programmed like so like programmed into them by the creators. Mm -hmm. And so if the creator programs them to uh, do these mundane tasks, it's only a matter of time before they start giving them harder tasks like, oh, solving climate change, so like uh, fighting against crime. Right. And then how far will these robots go when facing a criminal? Right. Because then you're already breaking that barrier where a robot is harming a human mm -hmm. because they're just doing what their goal, like what their goal is. That's all they're focused on is accomplishing it. And and they they only resort to like the easiest and simplest way of doing it. So they're very effective and, and efficient in what they do. It doesn't matter. Like they don't they don't go through tedious process. They don't have um, free will or abstract thinking like we do. Mm -hmm. And so it'll just be basically black and white. It's and either, they, right. And they also don't have empathy or sympathy, which is what humans only have. Exactly. Well, not only humans, but like animals, you know, like mammals. So if you make robots fight against crime, they'll just kill the criminal because it's like, oh, this is just what's more convenient and what's part of my program in solving this problem. And we are a cause of climate change. So then, it, like, if they right. were set to to solve climate solve change. climate change it's like it's only a matter of time before they realize that humans are a big contributor of climate change and mm -hmm. then just wiping out the human race right like that's just that's what it comes down to it's like it's not even that they really like have yeah. a switch and it's like one day from the next it's more so like the the programming of it can can start like turning kind of like Kind of just like gray, like a gray area, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. And I just came up with a conspiracy theory while you were kind of like saying that because, <laughs> you know, no, 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 yeah, it's not, good. Yeah. Not implying that I wasn't listening. It's because of what you said. Is that like, what if, because like people say that the development of technologies always have to do with solving for sex, right? So the internet, I don't know how many people know this, but apparently the internet was invented as a solution for pornography. And so robots are inevitably going to become a solution for sex, for like physical interactions, you know, um, sexual pleasures. And so my question is, what if that's part of the grand scheme from the very beginning is that you develop these robots, eventually they'll become indistinguishable from human flesh, right? You'll you'll develop synthetic human flesh, which a lot of dolls, and I think they're like manufactured in Germany or Japan, those like sex dolls. Yeah. They already look indistinguishable from humans. They use this like weird human uh, synthetic flesh or whatever. And it's super creepy. But then once you apply the robot element to that and you give it kind of like uh, simulated emotions, simulated reactions, simulated feelings and interpretations of the world, 
and the ability to interact with humans and to interface with us, then it's just a matter of time before humans begin using robots for their sexual pleasures. And they just slowly but surely become extinct because they're not engaging with each other anymore and they're not socializing anymore. And that's already happening right now with like social media. It's already happening right now with AI, with um, VR glasses, with even like PS5 games like COD, GTA. Like people will just dedicate their lives towards playing these virtual worlds versus going out to a bar and just engaging with people and and maybe finding your soulmate and then establishing a family and kind of like propagating your genetic makeup that way. And all that effort for what? If you mm. can just buy one for $5,000, it's shipped to you in two days by Amazon. And it looks exactly like your ideal, perfect uh, dream girl or guy. And then you just go to town and you never have to talk to anybody. You never have to leave your house anymore. And yeah. guess what? And then and then you're going to die inevitably because you're human And you won't have any lineage, anything to kind of um, contribute to the world and to propagate your legacy. And then robots take over and and AI firmly take grasp of the planet without ever having to kill us because they're already killing us in these subtle ways that we view as solutions and we view as conveniences and we view as pleasures. But in reality, it's at the detriment of the human race. Mm. That's pretty crazy. And that's interesting because exactly what you said, if if they have something at their convenience, then will like will will eventually fade off because there's no reproduction. So yeah. there's no more human children being made. And and that's the I feel like that's the objective of these larger entities like Elon Musk and Bill Gates and whatever. It's to control population. Like and and I wouldn't be surprised that if you're one of the people that buys these AI and invites it into your home, that you're leaving yourself yourself susceptible to the dangers of 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 what these creators can easily program into these AI, because just like you said, they can easily program them to have emotions and have you know sentient mm-hmm. uh f- human characteristics and feelings so right. anything is possible with the correct programming and so how do you like how can you put so much trust into some like into someone whose whose objective can be very like who can have this hidden objective if that makes sense it's just right. crazy and speaking of hidden 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 what you said hidden objectives objectives ulterior motives um i think that it makes perfect sense especially when you consider the fact that for example jeff bezos right um he was under fire for the longest time because of like amazon worker rights and stuff and how he was overworking his factory workers excuse me sorry guys like (laughs) i have these like burps because it's like anxiety that that builds up to just recording every time. And I think it's the coffee, too. Um, I'm not going to cut this part out because I've been trying to like cut every time I do that because I do it a lot. But that'll just be part no, of the show. It's a, it's a new trait. Um, so, so Jeff Bezos has been under fire because of the whole Amazon workers and like worker rights. So like imagine a world where the elite survive on this planet. And then the the peasants, the peasant population, which is maybe 90 percent of the population of the world population. That's not the one percent they will perish and just fade away. And then these like super multi-billionaire characters will just rule this planet, the entire planet, because 
all they have to worry about is just commanding over robots. And robots don't don't fight for their rights. Robots don't get tired. They don't get sick. They don't have to use the bathroom. They don't complain. And they could just make you money, you know? So, like, that's how I kind of see it is that, like, maybe that's what people kind of reference the Illuminati all the time or the Build-A-Bear group or... Um, it did the build a bear. Did, I just say build a bear. Yeah. Thing. The the teddy bears are gonna take over the planet. The <laughs> build a berg, build a berg group. I think that's the name of it. But like these like m- mysterious and just kind of like ominous groups. Questionable. Yeah, like questionable groups. Like they're gonna just reign supreme. And again, without ever waging war against us, the general population. It's just like over time. Just give it time. People will accept it. People accept anything when it comes to convenience. You know. Yeah, and I weird. and and I I won't be surprised if a lot of people do buy into this because especially our generation they're so fascinated by these things and and if it's like trending and if it's you Glorified. know cool yeah. and then it and they'll just buy into it more so it's like no matter what is put out yeah. because of the generation that we're in where if anything is put out and there's hype around it right that's the word mm-hmm. then people will buy into it. Yeah. And one last thing that I wanted to point out about the uh, robots is that th- this was really interesting that an AI expert said is that if if we create these these humanoid robots, right, mm-hmm. it's only a matter of time before they see human suffering as unending and unnecessary and then act on good intentions, good intentions. Oh, like saving us from suffering. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty wild. Like the human suffering being unending and unnecessary because, again, they just go based off of like convenience. It's like, oh, this is kind of inconvenient that you guys are, even yeah. though they don't think that the way I'm speaking. Right, but, but they do think that yeah, exactly. because of the fact that they're kind of geared towards convenience. And so what's more convenient than to end the suffering that we all are kind of um, Enduring, cursed with? Right. Yeah, cursed with ever since Adam Ate, ate like ate the fruit you know exactly <laughs> or, like, or like whatever story you gave. believe in yeah, yeah. <laughs> but and then let me just make sure there's not anything else but yeah that's it i just think that elon musk can probably just have this hidden objective to wipe out the human race eventually so that mm. you know again like you said it's just leaving the elite left and then it's it just in or even instilling power over us all and mm-hmm. becoming a tyrant right. and right you never know like we could still mm. exist but then he could just rule over us because he has the power of these ai robots and millions of them you know he basically commands an army exactly yeah, yeah it is creating an army like how is that not alarming to people yeah. that's super crazy he's creating an army and then charging us to kind of like allow access to his soldier inside of your home. Oh, that's so crazy. And then the the same way that um, TikTok's uh, community guidelines kind of like request. Uh, I don't know if you knew this, but when you create a TikTok account on your phone, if your phone is linked somehow to any of the computers in your household, TikTok has access not only to everything on your phone, but to everything linked on your computers. Hmm. And so it's basically a spy program that the Chinese has developed. Like, what's the easiest way to kind of infiltrate American culture is by just feeding into this 
social media of craze, right? And then just that instant gratification to them, it comes at no cost because all they have to do is just it, like basically push your videos out and then just create this perpetual cycle, which we actually got caught up in for a while. Like we were like super addicted to it. And now it's just kind of like whatever. But my point being is, um, so like, that's how they do it is again, it's through convenience, it's through pleasure, it's through joy. And then they just find ways to infiltrate. Um, but I just kind of wanted just to quickly mention, we were going to touch on Hurricane Ian. Oh, right. Yeah. And I don't know how many people out there believe in this or not even believe, because this is not a conspiracy theory, by the way. You can type this into Google, type in HARP, H-A-A-R-P. Mm -hmm. And what that stands for is High Frequency Active Auroral Research Program. And the High Frequency Active blah, 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 was initiated as in uh, no, I'm not going to read that part, but essentially what this is, this is a, a branch of the government. It's kind of an asset of the government that's used to um, manipulate weather. Hmm. And a lot of people believe that HARP is behind a lot of these uh, routine hurricanes, a lot of these um, targeted areas where a hurricane kind of devastates a certain demographic, a certain town, a certain city. And it's very strategic. It's very planned out. It's very meticulous. And that's what people have been saying again now that the Hurricane Ian is on the rise and it's devastated Florida, for example. And Puerto Rico. And Puerto Rico. And Puerto Rico is always at the target, you know, at the helm Isn't of it. Isn't that crazy? Of. But, um, and, and Puerto Rico had a pretty nasty history, I think, with the, like, with their, into, like, implementation into the United States. I think that there was, like, a lot of pushback from Americans. Americans. Because they didn't want a Hispanic state to mm. be a part of the United States. You right. Know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. It's like under the well, I don't know exactly what it's called because it's not it's not necessarily um, thought to be a state like it's a, it's yeah. but it's under the United States. Yeah. Right. It's a Caribbean island and unincorporated U.S. territory, territory. with a landscape of mountains, waterfalls. Yeah. So it's considered a country with the capital being San Juan. But it's it's a part of the U.S., right? Mm -hmm. I think they just do. They just did that because of because of like trade reasons, tourism, like trade, you know, um, trading of goods and stuff. Mm -hmm. It just makes it like like I guess they can't be. I don't know exactly why, but I'm just assuming that that would be it because we do get a lot of things from Puerto Rico. Yeah, but speaking of the Hurricane Ian, uh, one thing that you wanted to point out on the show. Oh, right. Is that there's so so this is like a trend, right? Like this is a, a reoccurring thing. Um, news reporters we see will go out into these hurricanes, right? Mm -hmm. And then we see them being, you know, blown away by the winds and the gusts of rain and wind and whatever else, right? And what's interesting is that there's multiple videos already out of these news reporters in like in Hurricane Ian, right, in Florida and in other locations. And they're reporting the weather while standing at the eye of it, of a Category 4 hurricane, which is crazy. And people will comment, oh, uh, I can't believe news outlets are sending their reporters into these conditions. And mm -hmm. why can't they send out a drone? And then everyone just like there are smart people who just shut down that comment. Like, yeah, try flying a drone out in a Category Four hurricane, yeah, and <laughs> and the wind will just like shatter it and like you know, and put it in shambles. But 
to my point, um, people were super upset that news outlets are sending out news reporters into the hurricanes, right? But if you do your reading and your research, you find out that these news reporters that go out into the hurricanes, mm. they volunteer themselves to do it. And it's probably because they receive a hefty sum to do it. Right. And another thing that's interesting is that they exaggerate their their like motions of like, you know, being blown away by the wind and like not even being able to stand up and. Because then in some videos, you can catch people in the background just like just casually walking. and nonchalantly walking as if the weather is just, you know, it's just a, a regular rainstorm. Or I've seen those videos and then it ties into the whole um, idea or the whole conspiracy as to whether or not the news outlets, they use these hurricanes as an opportunity to really po propagate fear yeah, um, onto the population and to kind of like add to the whole uh I don't know, like streak of just COVID and pandemics. It's like now there's this huge hurricane, Hurricane Ian. It's devastated Florida. Here's our news reporter reporting live from the eye of the hurricane. And then it's just it's just a news reporter barely standing up. But then in the background, you see just two guys walking. Yeah. Nonchalantly, just like talking to each other. And then this reporter is just holding on to dear life. Oh, my God. The winds here are 300 miles per hour. Oh, my goodness. You know, it's to instill fear in people and people just stay inside their homes. <laughs> yeah. And and. It kind of makes sense that they get handsomely paid because maybe that's the whole gig is that you have to just act. You know, it's like you're being a part of this um, uh, this this narrative that we're trying to push in alliance with the U.S. government, maybe that has, you know, its hand in every news outlet. We are pushing this thing so that, you know, like you have to really act it up and stuff. And it reminds me of that episode of Drake and Josh when they get stuck in the house and they go, we yeah, will, yeah. we, buddy, yeah. I know. Man, I and, and they try to tune in to Josh's dad and he's a news reporter and he's reporting from a hurricane. And then he's like outside and, and he's getting all wet and drenched in fucking rain and shit. And then he's talking into the microphone and his cameraman leaves and then he gets robbed by two burglars. Yeah, they and just the two guys casually just like walk jumped up. him. Yeah. yeah, yeah, just like walk up and just like look at him. And I think that that might have been a little nod to like maybe, maybe one of the writers is like, hey, this is what goes just on. Just going to plant this in there and this could show. But I think that that happens more often than not. And I do think that the government controls the weather because I've noticed that in New Jersey and people like correct me if I'm wrong, but... I looked at the weather for the rest of this month of October and it shows that every weekend there's going to be rain. Mm. And it's so weird because I was like talking to my parents about it too. Like, how could it rain or, or, or there's a chance of rain every single weekend, like every single Saturday and Sunday conveniently. Right. And in my head, it's like, all they want you to do is work. So you work Monday through Friday and then they just want you to stay the fuck home. Like right. they want you to be depressed and they Tell want you, you to be like, you know, uh, sulking and just unhappy. So oh. why not just like strip away the free time that you have by raining literally on your parade and that's it. And it's a perfect, perfect cycle because then that creates again, just like you said, that... um need to kind of be indoors and then what do you have for entertainment you have this programming on tv that's you know created by these other right. companies that don't have your best interest in mind like netflix disney like all these companies are also brainwashing you actively feeding you these things that are just kind of pushing their agenda 
forward. They don't stop making money. If you yeah. stay home, there's like the government, every like all these big companies and corporations are still making money. They don't want you to go to your local shop and shop there where they just get like the taxes off mm. of it and that's it. They want they want the real compensation. Have you ever heard of Project Bluebeam? No, what's that? So this is probably an iteration of that conspiracy theory. It's not exactly the same one, but essentially it claims that Elon Musk, who is uh, supposedly the Antichrist, according to a lot of people, uh, he's kind of launching these satellites into space. The, the Like he plans on launching a bunch of satellites into space the starlinks um the starlink uh i can't think the starlink um initiative right and essentially what's going to happen is this the government is going to use harp that uh to control the weather and they're going to cause earthquakes all around the world and these earthquakes are going to conveniently unearth artifacts that kind of uh, disprove every single religion and that kind of like prove that God isn't real mm. or or gives credence to it. So it could happen either way. Either they're going to unearth uh, pieces of just religious artifacts for every single religion to be like, oh my God, see, this is proof. This is proof that our God exists. And then they're going to use these satellites that are orbiting the planet to project into the sky and use the sky as this big movie screen kind of project the second coming of your said God. And so to different regions of the planet, so if you're in a Catholic uh, country, if you're in a uh, Buddhist country, if you're like, depending on where you are in the world, you're going to see your God descend from the sky mm. and they're going to like simulate that and project it. And then it goes kind of like crazier and it gets even like kind of like super far fetched, by the way. I'm not saying that I believe in this at all, but it's just interesting just how far-fetched it is. But then they said that they would use uh, certain frequencies and like wavelengths to kind of telepathically uh, talk to every single person and communicate in their language and just affirm that that it is in fact their God. Their so, beliefs. Right. So it, so depending on who you are, you're going to see different things. Um, and, then, and then that's when they're kind of going to introduce aliens or some shit like that. So I just want to like point that out and just kind of share that with you guys. It's and, it's super far fetched and I and I don't believe in it. And but you are listening to Mentally Gone Mentally podcast. Gone. Yeah. <laughs> Let me just get my tinfoil and that's hat. How you, that's really crazy. Yeah. That's really insane. Like I I mean that's not that's not super far fetched. Like the whole projection thing. I right. don't think that's super far fetched. Fetched. Super, super far fetched with where we're going. You know. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. All right, guys, and we save the best for last on this episode. We are going to dive deep into Barney, the big purple dinosaur. The big purple dinosaur, which if you're listening to this, chances are uh, this dinosaur made a significant impact in your childhood, I think, um, at, at least in mine. I remember uh, just like going to school and then some of my friends uh, kind of 
kind of remixing the famous theme song. I love you, you love me. me yeah. Let's get together and no. well, well, the remix, yeah, yeah. The, the the remix people came up with was like, "I hate you, you <laughs> hate me." Let's get together and kill Barney, which is crazy because there's a documentary coming out on Peacock called I Love You, You Hate Me. Right. And it's supposed to kind of disclose and expose the dark uh, underlayer of Barney and the creation of that show and everything that kind of like came with it with that fame. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not even necessarily that the creators of Barney themselves have like a dark objective. It's that people just randomly started hating on Barney and it it got to a point where the voice actor who voiced Barney for I don't I don't even know how long but I guess since the beginning hit like he was getting threats people were saying that they wanted to dismember his family like his entire family and death threats like every single day and just crazy like there was videos and I remember this being a trend videos of people like setting barney dolls on fire and hanging a rope around its neck and like as if it was committing suicide or or rather lynching it right Mm -hmm. that's basically what they were doing and cutting it with like scissors and stabbing it with knives and just doing all these like crazy things to these barney dolls and and it's like i think that this documentary is going to kind of dig deep on america's or people in general's need to hate on something and barney just so happened to be the target of it because of just how much it how much barney and the show barney and friends preached about love and acceptance i feel like it like for some reason irritated people so much that in turn they just loathed barney like they just hated him that's so weird from, from like from a psychological standpoint because how do you kind of explain that like there is the whole need for hating something like that's just innately human but why specifically Barney and my guess would be that he was just he was just very unilateral in positivity right so it was always positive there was never any negativity and I feel like humans humans can really sniff that bullshit out Mm. and that kind of pisses everybody off especially when you have this thing that's being propagated and just um kind of kind of disseminated into that culture into that zeitgeist and then people have to kind of just just deal with it it's just positivity all the time and it gets annoying i think it gets under people's skin where they just need to to i don't know see but like, like pulp even out then, something negative about it in order right. for it to seem real or for it to like be more normal yeah and there have been uh countless instances back then where people were using bar uh barney dolls to traffic drugs um i don't know if you know this but uh, police officers were uncovering a bunch of smugglers using barney dolls and filling it up to the brim with cocaine and that's crazy because that I that must have started with the rumors of another actor who played Barney mm-hmm. um, using like using the tail to hide uh, cocaine specifically. Yeah. And supposedly there's there's an unreleased episode of Barney that was never aired because the actor who plays Barney was so high off drugs and so out of his mind that he just started threatening to hit the kids and he just started cursing them out on set. What? That's and, insane. And then supposedly one of the cast members kind of like leaked that information out and that's when the whole rumors about him hiding cocaine in his tail and stuff kind of leaked and he reached the public yeah. and stuff. 
What's interesting is this same actor, his name is, let me just remember his name. <laughs> his name is David Joyner, right? Mm -hmm. And after he played Barney, he became, he went into the tantric sex business. Which is which a is, natural transition from, right. yeah, from a kid's, <laughs> from a kid's telefi like television show to just tantric <laughs> sex guru. Yeah, and, and if, for those who don't know, tantric sex is basically like a... Um, it's like sexual yoga, mm -hmm. right? right? Except he does penetrative sex. Mm -hmm. Like he doesn't just do massages and and chakra opening and whatever, you know, hands-on stuff. He does, and he stated exactly this, when the lingam, penis, and yoni, vagina, meet, there's a certain energy that takes place that hands on the body alone cannot create. <laughs> And that's what he said about his, you know, being this yogi, this this um, sexual uh, therapist. Right. And then also the women who who um, the women who sign up for his sessions, they pay three hundred fifty dollars per hour. Three hundred fifty dollars, and it usually lasts three to four hours. <laughs> Damn, son. So, so they pay him to get to yeah. get railed, and they and That's and wild. he only does female clients. So obviously, it shows his like motives and stuff too. Yeah. Like it's not just a profession; it's it's very much so because he's getting pleasure out of it too. What's What's interesting to me is that uh, this just kind of popped in my head, and this is what I'm gonna do moving forward too. Um, I'm just gonna kind of give into my um, impulsive thoughts and just share it on the show because <laughs> I feel like those are the best ones. But what I just thought of is this. This guy used to play Barney, right? And he was around kids all the time. And then after he played Barney on this kid television show, he became a tantric sex guru. So it has to do with sex. When you look at priests, they often have to repress their own sexuality and they're often around choir boys, right? They, they, they often teach classes to like kids and they're often around kids. And what you, what we know about the Catholic church is that it's a pedophile ring, right? Mm -hmm. And they just, and they're very open about it and they move them around just like the um, killer whales at SeaWorld, whenever they kill a trainer or whatever, they just move them to a different spot. And my theory is this, is that it's, like, it's just fascinating because that makes me think that there was something deeper and darker going on behind the scenes of Barney. Because I don't know if you knew this as well, but Demi Lovato and Selena Gomez had their start through Barney. Through Barney. Yeah, I did know that. And Demi Lovato is completely fucked in the head right now. Mm. And I think that that's safe to say because she's she's talking about having intercourse with aliens. Yeah, and she's, that's that's really crazy stuff. And her recent album cover is her like on this upside down cross or something like that. Yeah, satanic. Satanic. So <laughs> it's like all these child actors kind of get screwed in the head. And my way of interpreting it is that something happens at these shows. I think that makes sense. And also the fact that what you said right having to be celibate and having to repress sexual tendencies like um because you're playing this child you know uh character i guess is it i feel like it strips away their manhood a little bit so even for priests like they have to be celibate and maybe that makes them feel less like men and so 
they they feel hyper inclined to give into any sexual tendency that they have be, right. to make up for having to be so repressed and celibate all the yeah. time. Yeah. Just super crazy. Or it could go even darker where they know some some fucked up secret that the Vatican is hide, is hiding in their Vatican library where it just states that uh, for some sick fucking reason that boys are the most pure because because boy lovers were known in ancient greece right like leonardo right you said no no oh. but but ancient greece like like the ancient philosophers plato aristotle oh, yeah 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 they would all have intercourse and sodomy with little boys mm. and that was considered normal back then and it was considered something that just people would do and then leonardo da vinci had a boy lover as well and they often served as like muses and stuff, and they got creative energy from these sexual interaction with these kids. Hmm. And that's fucking wild if you think about it. And then what if that's what's being propagated internally in churches? Is that, oh, like keep this on the low low, but this is what is written at the Vatican. The this is what's taught. Yeah. yeah. That's insane to think about. Yeah, man. That's uh, really crazy. Like, that just makes me... And then people ask, like, are you religious or whatever? I don't trust any religion that's propagated by institutions like this. Mm. Yeah, so, like, that that's where sense. I stand. It's like, I, I I, reserve the right to not be manipulated by these institutions. Right, but... And I feel like also, if you have a belief in something, it doesn't necessarily mean that you need to subscribe to a church, right. per se, that's you bullshit. know? Just have faith. It's like just... If if your faith is in God, then you don't need to listen to priests and whatever. And a perfect example is Joel. What's his name? Joel, Joel Osteen. Osteen. Yeah, he's like super dark and conniving. He just slimy. comes off as a snake to me. He comes off and, as the most untrusting person on the face yeah, of this planet. And he preaches the word of God, but it's right. like you know, like wake, like open your eyes. You don't need to listen to like these people in order to feel so your faith bullshit. and fuel your faith. It's like just don't they're they're bathing in tubs filled with money <laughs> yeah for sure while they're asking you to pay whatever it is during charity yeah masses or what do you call that on payment that they pass uh, the basket around oh i don't know what it's called i completely yeah, but forgot. that shit's bullshit yeah. too like people are there it's like a donation desperate, yeah desperate and just on their last resort and you just pulp and just ah dude like all these people are going to hell yeah. All of them are going straight to hell. If hell exists, they're going straight to hell. 100%. Yeah. Joel Osteen, all these people. Yeah, for like the preachers and stuff, yeah. these fake preachers. Most most pe preachers in these um super huge mega concert churches or whatever the fuck that is, where 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 they play like those um uh gospel rock and gospel rap and all that bullshit, gospel funky and shit in Brazil, they're all going to hell, bro. Because if, if hell exists, you're going to hell. All right, yeah. I feel like it's different <laughs> if they have, like, if if uh, if they didn't, if they weren't so selfish with their money and stuff. Because right. obviously they are, you know? It's all selfish. And, and back in the day, I don't know how many religious people listening to this knew this, but priests were viewed and, yeah, priests were viewed as rock stars. And they would sleep with all the women. Hmm. And literally, like rock stars before music was even like popular, 
or as popular as it is today, but they would just sleep around. And that's one of the reasons why they kind of instilled this whole celibacy uh, law mm. is that they would just prohibit that because it became out of control where priests were just impregnating left and right, yeah. having kids all over the place. Gives a bad reputation. Gives the church the bad reputation. So the church wants to preserve that reputation of purity. But then the irony is now they have a whole different reputation yeah. to deal with well th- i feel like that's in specific catholic things but yeah it, yeah it is pretty it is pretty fucked it's fucked man yeah. this world is fucked don't trust nobody yeah no so one. uh just to close this out do you have anything else to say about barney that oh uh daniel kalu kalu uh kalua uh, from nope and get out yeah he he's creating a live action Barney. I've heard of that. And he said it's because Barney just stuck with him. But look, he's a very intelligent individual. And I feel like he will definitely add layers to it, even though he's saying he wants to redepict Barney in a very uh, light and peaceful manner, which has been taken away from Barney, obviously, because people have just hated him. Um, I feel like Daniel Kalu. Kalu I feel like Daniel. I'm just going to say. Um, is is going to be really good at adding depth to it where you'll have to read in between the lines a little bit. And we'll just, I don't know, we'll just explain some things about, explain more, I feel. Right. I don't know how to, I don't know what I'm explaining, but yeah. Yeah. He'll, he'll know how to explain it. That's interesting though. <laughs> a- anything yeah. else? That's all, yeah. All right, guys. So uh, today in the Mentally Gone news segment, I have this very ironic news to share with you guys. The COO of Vegan Me Alternative brand called Beyond Me was arrested after biting a man's nose off. What? The irony, right? A vegan brand, <laughs> the guy was bit the he bit someone's nose off. Bit the meat off of someone's face. Yeah, he went beyond me. He went straight for the nose, which yeah. is crazy. <laughs> after a minor bump in a parking garage, Doug Ramsey reportedly assaulted another driver, biting his nose and threatening to kill him. This is what happens when you don't feed your body the nutrients, the <laughs> nutrients, nutrients, Nutri- nutrients, the and- nutrients that come with me in a whole diet you know like i can't even speak it's already late uh in an act of bitter irony the chief operating officer of the vegan plant-based meat company beyond meat was arrested on september 17 2022 after allegedly biting a man's nose off following a college football game in arkansas 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 uh I just found this super ironic and I just wanted to share it because people often view vegans as these harmless, peaceful, peaceful, hippie, even yeah, and and hippie and like, no, man, protect the animals, bro. All about peace. It's all about the planet, No harm to anyone or animals. No harm to the animals, man. But then this guy just- No, to anyone. That's how they are. It's like no harm to any living being. Save the planet, man. Save the planet. And then this guy just goes straight for the nose and just bites someone's nose off. That's crazy, dude. And- I was gonna say, oh, that's what that's what all the soy and seed oils does. Yeah. So all mm-hmm. of your plant based stuff made out of soy and sunflower oil and canola oil and all saturated with oils and soy. Yeah. Um, that's what it'll get you. So and, and what if this is kind of proof of the whole other conspiracy theory that McDonald's uses human flesh to make their burgers? <laughs> that's crazy. And then like this is just proof of it how these um people that are behind these these meat alternative brands. These 
these meat brands, they all just know that yeah. there's nothing better than human meat. I can't remember the last time I had a McDonald's burger, and thank God, because that, that stuff is just dry. I like myself a double quarter pounder. It's with just cheese. dry and sad, and it's just gross. I can't even imagine the stuff in that thing. Yeah, dude. <laughs> um, all right, so next quick topic. So these are going to be like rapid fire. It's just crazy, interesting things that I found on the internet and I want to share with you guys uh, and just leave you guys thinking about it. Um, man caught peeing on ex-wife's grave every morning while his current wife waits in the car. What? Why? So Linda Torello's children grew, grew suspicious when they found bags of feces on her grave and set up a camera to catch the culprit. Uh, essentially, it's her ex-husband. Mm. He goes back to her grave and every morning for four years straight, and this is commitment, four years straight, every morning, him and his wife park next to the grave. He pees on the grave and then walks back to the car while his current wife waits in the car. That's so crazy. And apparently this guy, this um, peeing culprit, uh, he's from Jersey. He's from Booton, Jersey, I think. And then he drives to New York State every morning just to pee on this lady's grave that's so foul that's just out of pocket i just found that super fun and i just wanted to share that with you guys uh do you have any comment or should i keep going no no wait but that's crazy though jeez like that's like the ultimate revenge it's like don't even let them rest in peace literally yeah in peace while you're letting them rest and piss right it's crazy. Rest in piss. Rest in peace, man. Rest in piss. And I would always hear people saying like, oh, I'm going to dance on your grave. I'm going to shit on your grave. I'm going to pee on your grave. You never thought somebody would actually do it. Right. This guy has like a different level of commitment. He, is he going to jail? Uh, so what's interesting is that police said that they couldn't do much about it unless the damages uh, went past $250. So what's interesting is that in in order to surpass two hundred and fifty dollars, the uh, children of the deceased woman uh, sp- spent more than that to kind of clean the grave space, and then that justified the police kind of taking action now. And he faces charges for for like minor things. It's not going to be anything. Yeah, crazy, it's going to be like property it's be like damage a fee or something. Yeah, which it's not property damage. It's someone's fucking body under there getting yeah. pissed on every day. Every day. He probably drinks like a gallon of water and then goes up there and just like lets it rip for two minutes straight. Just gets super excited every morning. Oh, that's crazy. And then his wife probably gets like this weird sexual yeah, pleasure like, off of seeing yeah, him Yeah, piss on your old wife. Right. Rick piss Ross. Off. Rick Ross enters the chat. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you know about Rick Ross. Oh, yeah. the Yeah, peeing, yeah. Peeing on Europeans. Oh, that's so crazy. Yeah, he's a big pee guy. Like he's into peeing. Um, next one. California man caught living with his dead roommate for four years and allegedly cashing his checks. This one, speaking of dead bodies, uh, Darren Pirtle allegedly lived with the dead body of his roommate, Kevin Olson, for four years while writing himself checks from Olson's accounts. Police in Northern California have charged the man with identity theft and forgery, Dwight, after they discovered that he's been living with his dead roommate's body for the past four years and allegedly cashing the man's checks. Local station, uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Perto is accused of forging checks to himself from his former roommate, 64-year-old Kevin Olson. Oh, like, articles just seem like they just keep repeating the same shit. Uh, 
essentially, hold on, guys. Essentially, da, da, I'm not going to cut this part out either because I'm not going to keep cutting. You know? Yeah, like, yeah. You, like, you guys need to feel my frustration with these stupid articles. <laughs> this is what you get. It's like every every paragraph, it's like, he was whatever, living with his dead roommate. It's like reiterated. So stupid. Began foraging checks. Uh, Jesus, this article's horribly written. I'm just trying to find the part that's important. Wait. That's all right. Uh, Pertle forged. Okay. In total, Pertle, in total, Pertle forged around 50 checks from Olson's account to himself. Uh, this horrible article. Okay. Uh, according to Action Now News, Pertle's bail is currently set at over $1 million, so he's going to spend a good time in jail because uh, that is identity theft and it's a federal offense. But it's just interesting how the neighbors didn't pick up on the smell because every murder mystery uh, docuseries that I watch and see, whenever there's like a decaying body, especially for four years, a body was decaying. Yeah, and why did he keep the body just to well, forge the checks though? Yeah, he, he kept the body to create the illusion that that person was still alive and living there because this also it's worth noting that this um, roommate was receiving um, checks from the U.S. Navy for his service. Yeah. And so these checks are are cash in perpetuity until that person dies. It's, it's like a veteran thing, you know. So why could So that's why he was doing it. But he could have still pretended the person was alive and just gotten rid of the dead body. Yeah. Like how strange is it that you're keeping the dead body yeah, in your part, house? Yeah, that part I mean, is it's weird. already messed up as it is. Like yeah. like all of it's messed up. Yeah, he should have like dumped it somewhere and then just pretended that yeah we're there. thinking like fucked up people though because yeah, you know, at, at least he kept the body but after four years like i wonder what it looked like they couldn't even <sighs> give him a funeral i bet no that's crazy identity nah. theft is not a joke jim it's millions not. of families suffer every year yeah we have two more let's go how 90 day fiance star stephanie mato ended up hospitalized after eating too many beans to sell her farts that's so crazy. This is a real article. Stephanie Mato or Mato sold her jarred flatulence for $1,000 a piece and made over $200,000 in her two-month venture while subsisting 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 uh two-month venture while two months two-month venture while consuming a diet of yogurt eggs and beans and ended up in a hospital when she thought she was having a heart attack god dude this is fucking that wild. is so wild and it's crazy right because there was clearly a high demand for this if she made two hundred thousand dollars in two months that means that yeah people were buying people, up 200 people people are disturbing man is is my math correct no oh. that, yeah that's a lot either way yeah 200 times 1000 <laughs> I, I failed that math in school. Yeah, I was right. Um, yeah, that's fucking crazy. And not a bad business idea. That's so crazy, though. And then apparently, she, so she was hospitalized because of the buildup of gases inside of her because she was eating just these very um, gassy foods, I guess, beans and just basically overeating that stuff so that she would get the scent just right for her clients and her returning clients, I bet. 
And what's crazy is I watched that 90 Day Fiance uh, season and she has like uh, an immune disease or something where she literally has to hand sanitizer and wear masks and like do all these different things when traveling. Mm-hmm. Like aside, like this was before COVID too. Like she would wear masks on the plane, whatever, yeah. because she has like such a compromised immune system that she can't be exposed to certain, you know, bacteria and whatnot so that's really crazy that she didn't take into account that she already has like a shitty health a shitty health uh like she already has shitty health and a shitty immune system and then she goes and like puts her body through through that bullshit oh like that's so crazy there goes half of the money you made on medical bills (laughs) like (laughs) people are so dumb and it's just kind of reminded me of the whole japanese culture of having vending machines selling underwear that's so weird used women's underwear and sometimes even underage girls underwear that that they just put in there because because you don't know what the age is and japanese people have this weird fetish towards school girls and shit and the culture there alone is just worth dissecting on a future episode but it's just wild it's like people especially men it's just so weird what happens when 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 men because like men get this get this uncontrollable yeah, like it's like it, it's it's just disgusting, bro. It's crazy. It reminds me of um. Well, this is a shit. slightly less bad thing of like people who go to um concerts and then they get a bag of air and then they're like, "Here's some air from Kanye's concert, uh, selling it so for a thousand dollars." Like Kanye breathed this air. No, no, no. And something that. I don't know if you knew this, but there is a business economy that's growing where people are selling canned air. Yeah, that's so crazy. There's real, like, that's a real thing. And and it's basically advertised air from the Fiji mountains of Japan. And then you pay a, a premium for that air. Hey, if it was cheap, I'd get some Fiji air. Right, but who's to say <laughs> that that's Fiji air or just air that someone collected in the back of a fucking gas station yeah. like yeah, you can't discern true. it so then you're just like oh reminders of japan oh i grew up there no but if like if it actually was from like fiji and stuff and it was like it? cheap i would get it right but just, how do you like, prove breathe that a little shit, bit ah fresh yeah. air ah, i'm in japan again great <laughs> uh anyways last one yeah let's go right, knock so, it out so this is the cherry on top for this episode that was um kind of focused on just just uh crazy stuff crazy pedophile stuff uh 85 year old man from florida of all places of course arrested after trying to buy a child in a grocery store for one hundred thousand dollars what why how did he do that <sighs> and it wasn't his first time by the way it's his second time uh, Hometh Kolb of Port Orange, Florida, approached Lauren Benning and her young daughter in a Winn-Dixie supermarket, followed the two out into the parking lot, and offered a large sum of cash in exchange for the child. Uh, um, let's see. Hold on, guys. What? Yeah, you have to be so ballsy to do that. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to call him Kolb. Kolb approached the girl's mother, Lauren, and began asking her questions about her daughter. At first, Benning said she just assumed Kolb was lonely. He just came up and he started making comments about how pretty she was and how good her dancing was and how he could never have children, but he wanted children. Uh, Her opinion changed very quickly, however, when Kolb chased her down into the parking lot 
and allegedly told her, hey, I want to make a deal with you. I'd like to buy your daughter for $100,000, which is what anybody says. It's like a normal conversation. Benning said his offer left her in shock and then bystanders basically intervened. And when other people intervened to kind of like help this lady out and her, and her daughter, Kolb was apparently laughing and just smiling, like maniacally smiling. Dude, that's <laughs> and so crazy. Uh, hold on. It gets better. Unfortunately for him, we were able to confirm through his probation officer that Mr. Kolb is currently on probation for similar issues and he is not to have any contact with minor children. Mr. Kolb should have simply stuck to just grocery shopping. Kolb, unbeknownst to Benning at the time, was already a registered sex offender and on probation for a similar charge from 2018 when he attempted to purchase a different child for $200,000. So his price is going down. Like his negotiating skills are getting better. Like we'll have to give him that. Uh, that's a fucked up joke. What the fuck, dude? The 2018 incident involved Kolb grabbing a young girl at Walmart kissing her wrist and offering to buy her for $200,000. At the time, Kolb had reportedly observed the girl and her mother sitting on a bench and began bidding on the child. The mother declined. And <laughs> I like how they like phrase like the mother politely declined. Yeah, sorry. I don't think that's reasonable. Mm, 250 price. I could do about 200. Mm. <laughs> uh, the mother declined and tried to leave with her daughter, which is when Kolb then grabbed the girl's arm. And then it just goes on to basically like say how like, um, you know, how how just fucked up in the head this guy is. Uh, I'm just trying to see what happened with him. Yeah, so he's basically already not allowed around children. So this violated his probation. Oh, and and he's going to jail now without possibility of bond. Oh, great. Yeah, I was going to say, where's his jail time? Right. And like you don't just get probation and register sex offender. Like you need jail time. You need to be... Yeah. Do you know what's crazy to me, though, is that it sounds wild because it is wild. But I think that there would be mothers who would kind of accept it. Yeah. Especially ones who maybe weren't planning on having their kid in the first place or like they're struggling to pay for their kid. And I would not be surprised. And I think it's safe to say that Walmart is not the classiest of places. And there are some questionable human beings that frequent Walmart. Yeah. And most of the sketchy videos that we see of fights and just sketchy people are inside Walmart. Yeah. And so, yeah, you would maybe come across a drug addict mother who's barely handling her child. And then someone at like offers her $200,000 cash immediately like hey well f f for this for this yeah well, take yeah, it. yeah look, give me the money follow follow the old man give me the money give me the, the money oh now. that's so wild so he like his case is just a case of bad luck because there could have been a, like no there could have it's been good luck guys bitters. the universe no has obviously <laughs> for us but for him it's bad luck you yeah know? well just, yeah he just needs to quit he needs to stop <clears throat> he need to be stopped man he needs some yeah, milk <laughs> ah, it's wild anyways guys so those were just a little uh fun little news and and everything i just read is 100 percent true and you could search it up on google and you'll find a bunch of articles for nothing but thing. facts here nothing but facts and no fake news on mm, mentally gone podcast fake news no uh so yeah so with that being said do you have anything else that's all don't forget to open your third eye again. Yeah, don't I'm forget kidding. to open your third eye. We'll, we won't be doing that every episode because it's, it's already old. No, old you have news. to do it all the time. Old news. Um, I just want to thank you again for listening up until this point. 
Yeah. Uh, that means the world to us. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. And we are finally <laughs> kind of organizing our lives so that we can just commit to a more disciplined approach when it comes to the podcast. And today is Monday. We are recording this on a Monday. You guys are probably listening to this maybe on a Tuesday, Wednesday, or whenever you do decide to listen to the podcast. But my point being is that we're going to release it on a fixed date moving forward. And we won't announce it until we've done it like four weeks consecutively, like correctly. And then we'll announce it and say like, hey, guys, this is the affirmative date. But hopefully you guys enjoy this episode. This episode was a little bit more lighthearted. But at the same time, I feel like we gave you guys a little bit of stuff to think about. Um, and yeah, and that's pretty much it. So if you enjoyed the show, don't forget to like, subscribe, wherever, like whichever platform you're on. If you're able to leave a review on whichever platform you're listening or watching to, uh, watching this on, that would be amazing. Just give us some feedback. Uh, it could be positive. It could be negative. (laughs) Just like, let us know what you think, you know, like we're just curious to know. Yeah. Have some conversation with us in our comments on our discord conversations. And we'll be, uh, releasing merch very soon, by the way. We are currently working on designs and just designing clothing and just accessories and just stuff that kind of ties into the whole Mentally Gone universe. And so uh, we'll be dropping that soon. And we're putting a lot of time and effort into developing each and every piece so that, you know, like when the time comes, if you do decide to kind of um, invest money into the show, like that's the best way for you guys to support it because we are full time creators and we want to build a show and just make it the best show possible so all the funds and all the money will be reinvested into the show so that we can just continue growing it and just growing the community getting more people involved and just bringing the conversation to more and more people so just know that you'll be contributing tremendously just by purchasing a shirt for example like that would already help a lot yeah that's true yeah that would help a lot so with that being said don't forget that it's never wrong To be mentally gone. Peace out, guys. Peace to the world.